Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Peak Performance Podcast. This week, our guest is Karina Walker, who is the founder of Rising Strong, an online community that promotes body image, self-esteem, and self-acceptance. Karina and I talked about all things from ringette to female athletes and body image, and we are so excited to share this conversation with you. Hi, Karina. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you on as our podcast guest. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so I guess we'll just jump right into it um, and start by asking you what your ringette journey has been and what your experience have been with the sport. Okay, so if the season was still running this year, this would have been my 25th season of ringette. kind of crazy to say it out loud. Um, so I started when I was five. Um, I grew up in North Kildonan and then played for Magic and Angels. So I kind of have, I have more Magic blood in me, but I do also, um, I did play for Angels as well. So every second year, it seemed like I wasn't going to make the Magic team. Um, so I just in my heart knew I was going to be playing for Angels. And at that time, it I wasn't really prepared for moving teams, especially in such a close-knit community. I had grown up kind of being angels were sort of the enemy, even though I don't really like to use that word, but, and then the very next year having to play with angels girls and play against my best friends. So that was something that I had to navigate kind of on my own because I didn't really have too many people that were in the same boat as me. And, um, I had such a great experience doing that though, because I got to meet so many more girls that I wouldn't have met and become super close with if I wasn't cut from one team and then playing on another. So um, I played Angels two years and then I played Magic for the rest. And now I'm on Magic Open still with girls that I played with since I was, you know, a, a young teenager. And then also girls that I've coached who are now on my team. So it's been a really great experience through and through. I am um, like a full ring at uh, gung ho, <laughs> always am trying to encourage more girls to play. So yeah, ring it is, is probably the most beneficial thing to my um, development as a, as a human being. So I, I love the sport. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and so how has ringette sort of impacted your personal life and your life outside of the rink and how you've started this amazing community of people online to support women and body image and has ringette sort of played into that of how that journey sort of came to be? Yeah, so personally, uh, all of my best friends are through ringette. Um, so if, I, if it wasn't for ringette, I would have never met them because the magic community is literally from all over across the city and the outskirts. So um, I think that Ringette really taught me about friendship and teamwork. And um, it also taught me how to be a feminist because, you know, being a women girls only sport, I always had to be defending my sport to people at school, uh, people who played hockey generally. And so bring it kind of built me into the person I am today. So advocating for girls and girls' rights and um, 
Rising Strong kind of started organically. So uh, in my, my previous job, I was working in a school division and I was coordinating um, after school programs for youth. And it was in that job that I had to find ways to engage girls in a positive way uh, around um, self-esteem and body image. And um, I, there was a program I was running called the Empowerment Project. And so we would get together once a month with girls from all over the school division. And we got a lot of traction from the media about that because there weren't a lot of opportunities for youth empowerment, especially girl empowerment. Um, this was uh, four years ago now. And from there, because of being in the Ringette community and, and being a coach as well in Ringette, I, I had been getting requests from other coaches to just do some work with their team and just more do team building. Because when I was growing up, team building was kind of not really, it was building friendships for sure, but it wasn't really working on um, the things that we were struggling with. So we didn't really talk about body image or talk about um, how to manage jealousy or to cope with jealousy, which is a natural human reaction. And so um, the more I got requested to work with teams when I didn't really have Rising Strong yet, um, I realized that this was something that the community needed and there wasn't really anyone doing anything. I couldn't really find any resources even online other than um, the Dove Self-Esteem Project. So I just started, I just sort of naturally launched it and was working with teens. And it's kind of developed into working with teams, but also working with parents because, uh, you know, we can give youth all the tools that they need to have positive self-esteem or be able to understand media and how it affects us. But if they're going home and receiving messaging around, diet culture and you know the parents aren't really enforcing those beliefs or tools that we're giving them then it's kind of lost so it to, for, to have a community that is really self-confident and believes in themselves and believes that they're worthy at any size or at any stage of their life it needs to be a whole community involved and not just me working with teams or the girls or it has to be like a group thing so Sorry, yeah. I went on a rant there. <laughs> no, I love it. And that's such a beautiful thing where a passion meets a need and it's just grown into such a beautiful community and something that is so important that is often missed, especially in sport. Like exactly what you talked about, that team building and friendship is there, but not as much how to grow as a person and how to deal with things that are totally natural. Um, so I'm wondering for you on your own personal journey, I know self-confidence and self-love and body image aren't really things that come natural just because of so much that's in the media. So how, what's your journey been with that? Like, how have you grown from even realizing that it's an issue and then going to change that? Mm -hmm. um, I would say my journey is still ongoing. Um, it has, it's basically night and day from when I started um, Rising Strong. So for me, um, because I was an athlete my whole life, um, I do feel I, I did have almost a step ahead than some people who don't. I find that um, kids and youth have so much more confidence in themselves if they are in sport, the longer they stay in sport. Um, there's been studies done that shows um, girls sp specifically have more confidence and self-esteem um, down the road, which leads to more opportunities taken, more, um, you know, fulfillment um, with 
career or school or whatever it may be. Um, but for me, it was really kind of learning alongside of um, the kids that I was working with. So it really, the thing that really kind of set off my, I would want to call it like self-development journey is I started to think about things that I did just to please other people. So I stopped wearing um, makeup to work because I wanted to see if that was something that I was doing for me or just doing it because it was a societal pressure. And it was really hard the first two months in my office. Um, constantly people asked me if I was sick or they told me I looked sick. And so I think, especially with women in professional workplaces, it's almost an unwritten rule that you have to wear makeup and, and you're not presentable unless you are. And I think that's just, um, it's just something that we need to change and it shouldn't be something that you have to do. And so anything that was things I had to do to please others was something that I really questioned. So I started to question again, where did I learn all the beliefs about myself? So it really stems all the way back until basically around puberty. So, um, you know, how girls are portrayed in movies and in media and how, all of those things we internalize so young, especially if, um, and also around, you know, the whole body image part. I grew up in a household and just around all the strong women in my life um, were on Weight Watchers. So when women got together and I was younger and I was with them, um, I would find that the only thing that the women would talk about is how much weight they've gained or how much weight they've lost um, or things they just didn't like about themselves. So I really internalized that as a kid. And then um, when you get into your teens, you think that you've internalized it, that you have to basically look better and be better than the girl next to you to get ahead and to be more liked in society. And it's just really unlearning that kind of piece and learning where all of those internalized thoughts came from and how they came from media really helped me. Um, now, they still are my initial thoughts sometimes because, you know, I was exposed to that really young, but I'm, I'm now able to um, in, intercept those thoughts and be like, okay, is this actually how I believe and what I believe about myself? Or is it something that was told to me a long time ago. So just really understanding that um, has helped me along the way. And then also connecting with people online. So anytime I've shared something vulnerable and had someone reach out and say they felt similar where I always felt alone in it um, has really helped as well. So yeah, it's it's been a, like a four year process. And I think every year I grow a lot more because I unlearn a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's something that so often things aren't talked about that every woman goes through. And then when you share that, you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be the only one. But you realize it's almost everyone and it's just so little talked about. Um, I'm wondering, like, it's one thing to say, oh, like, I've heard this growing up and it's not necessarily right. But it's another thing to sort of put it in practice, like the unlearning and all that. Mm -hmm. um, is there any like tactical ways that you do or like practical things that other people can do to sort of start that unlearning process? Um, I would again start with things um, that you, you do just in everyday life. So like for me, wearing makeup was something that I really 
did to cover up myself and now I am I use it to express myself so just kind of like that switch of you know next time you're dressing up are you dressing for yourself or are you dressing to please people like start doing things for you and things that you actually like to do because at the end of the day <laughs> no one is going to remember what you when, when when people miss you let's say we were to not be here tomorrow um, when people miss you, they never miss how you looked or how you dressed. They remember who you are as a person, how you made them feel, how much fun they had with you. And so thinking about all the things that you love to do, um, this is also a, a thing anyone can do is write out a list of everything you love to do. Um, so for me, let's just do a couple examples. I love to play ringette. Um, I love to go for walks. I love hanging out with my friends. And then in another list, write down things that you would love you love to do that rely on what you look like or would change if you if if your looks change so I would still love to play ringette if I um, lost all of my hair I would still love to hang out with my friends if I gained a lot of weight or lost a lot of weight so these things that are that we worry and put a lot of emphasis on really at the end of the day they don't make us who we are so I, I don't know if that's really helpful body image really is so complex and everyone has a different experience so to kind of give like a blanket statement of this will work for you this won't work for you is really hard so um i, I would really start with try and think about where you first learned um how you looked was important or where did you first learn to kind of put others down to get ahead and start to really see why you're influenced the way you are so the the generation growing up now is with social media whereas i didn't have social media until i was you know um last year of high school basically and it wasn't even used to the extent it is now um so you know someone who is around my age listening to this might have a similar experience to me but someone younger is going to have a whole new ball game so it's sorry it's sorry it's so hard but um it is just such a a complex issue and it's and in a lot of it we inherit from our parents and the ones closest to us so yeah <laughs> i know it's such a huge topic but i i love that idea of making that list of what you love and then how it would change if you look different or something based on your appearance i've never heard that before and i that's a really good exercise that's definitely mm -hmm. helpful that i'm gonna use um i'd love to sort of shift the conversation. Um, as female athletes, like you see women in the media who are portrayed as very skinny or very like, just as the media portrays women. And so then as an athlete, when you're at the gym and your sport requires you to be strong and maybe bigger and like, how have you dealt with that? And you said you worked with teams, like has that ever been something that you talk about and how like you look different, but like, yeah, like that can affect your mental game and your self-esteem. And so how, what are ways that you've helped people deal with that? So when I, well, this is actually um, really common. So when I work with younger um, girl athletes uh, and I have the same experience um, when I was in elementary, I had really strong quads, um, but to, you know, the boys in my class, they would call me thunder thighs. And that really weighed on me a lot. Um, 
because yeah, uh, girls aren't supposed to be bigger and stronger than than boys um, growing up. So, but then we did do um, a skating day, and I lapped them all like very easily. And so after that. Um, they never said anything ever again, <laughs> but also when I'm working with teams now, um, or any, it doesn't even have to be teams. It's just kids and people in general is thinking about your body as a vehicle. So I, I like to get, um, people to kind of draw an outline of their body best that they can, and then draw lines to all of the different body parts that you can think of and what are the functions that that body part allowed you to do. So, what did it allow you to experience this week? So if you were to have a game this week, you know, the, we need a lot of muscles to play ring it. So to think about um, if we didn't have that body part, it's kind of like thinking about when you're sick and you think about all the times that you couldn't breathe through your nose, you know, you took it for granted. It's almost like that. So if you've ever had an injury, um, all you can think about is getting back to playing right um or all you can think about is getting back to using that that muscle again so thinking about our bodies more as functional versus what they look like and and also to enforce that all bodies look different no matter you know you and i have different genetics we have um so even if you and i both ate the same thing for an entire year did the exact same amount of exercise we would never look the same and we'd never have the same bodies so I really like talking about how your body is literally a vehicle and it takes you from, from one place to another. So um, even just doing a little exercise every day, thinking about if you, so let's say if you were self-conscious about your stomach, um, think about all the functions our stomach has. So thinking about, um, you know, if we didn't have this, we wouldn't be able to digest food. We wouldn't have energy to run and jump and, and skate. So really, Thinking about it as a function is is beneficial, but then also to curate your Instagram to reflect the values that you have. So if you're, it's it's sad, but you know influencers who have a lot of following generally have a specific body type. So really looking for um, diversity on your feed helps really normalize it for you, so that you don't feel like you're you're the only one who looks like you or even feels like you. So I think that it's a really great place, the internet sometimes, but it also can be negative. But what I'd suggest is um, following people that look like you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that, yeah. Um, I'm wondering in this like last year where sports have sort of really taken a back seat and it hasn't been, um, something that's really a part of our everyday lives where we were practicing and training and having games and everything. Um, that can definitely take a toll mentally just on being in isolation, but then like you're normally used to using your body in these awesome ways playing and now you're not. And so sort of whether it's staying motivated or just dealing with like the body image of yourself in a time when you're not, when you can't put your body into use in the ways you sort of normally did. Um, did you ever help people sort of move through that this last year or with yourself? Um, I definitely, it's something I think is a lot of people have struggled with. I've really felt for athletes who are, you know, at the peak of their seasons or their careers, um, as athletes, I really, really feel for, for those athletes. Um, Luckily, we live in Canada, so I really hope that people were getting outside and making the most of, you know, rinks or, or outdoor ice or ponds. I know there were so many people that made 
backdoor um, or backyard rinks. But um, the thing is, is there's like going to be a lot of messaging out there about, you know, like quarantine 15 or losing all of the weight that you've gained in, in isolation. But um, that messaging is so damaging because our bodies are still so functional no matter what weight we're at. Uh, so if that is something that someone is struggling with is weight gain during the pandemic, um, is to think about your body protected you from so much this year. So it protected you emotionally. Um, and a lot of times that's not talked about. Um, our bodies do change with emotions and with stress. So, um, you know, you've never lost what you've already worked done so if you know last year you you felt like you were at your peak season your body can always get back to that and your body is always going to be changing so just giving yourself grace with okay so maybe my legs aren't as strong as they they were it doesn't mean that they won't get there so um just moving your body in any way that feels good to you so if um for example like working out with myself um going to a gym i really still struggle sometimes with it because I, I had a really negative kind of relationship with uh, working out after I was out of AA because um, I was finding that I was doing it for aesthetic purposes versus functional. Um, so now I don't, I don't actually go to a gym, but I, I love to do just joyful movements. So going for a walk, rollerblading, skating, um, dancing. I love to dance. So um, finding something that's a joyful movement for you, especially if you're finding that you have like a negative relationship now with working out because of um, gaining weight right now, like after the pandemic, is really to start incorporating things that are joyful to you and, and really giving your body grace for protecting you and um, keeping you alive basically during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's definitely been something where as an athlete, once you stop having that like where it's mandatory to go to your team workout and then realizing, okay, why am I actually doing this and how can I do it? Yeah. In a way that's joyful and that you enjoy doing. I love that. Um, and I'm, I know body image and having a positive um, view on yourself is something that's always changing. Like you can have it one day and the next day is completely different. And so I'm wondering on those days when you don't feel as good as you did the day before, um, what are some ways that you can just, even if it's small, help you sort of get out of that negative thinking cycle? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, body image is like a spectrum, right? So you can be having a great day and then someone says something and you immediately go to the opposite end. I, I think everyone has experienced that at some point. Um, so I would just practice in self-care. So self-care looks different for everyone. Um, some examples I can share with you is, you know, talking to someone um, that you trust about how you're feeling. Um, a lot of people like to journal, um, moving your body in a joyful way. So if that's even getting outside or if you have a pet to walk, um, even just crying is, is totally okay. Like I love to cry in the shower and it's just really therapeutic for me. Um, and, you know, just thinking again about your body as more of a functional. So if I'm having a negative body image day, I like to think about um, all the things my body did still allow me to experience that day. It might not have felt good, but I still am alive. So it's more practicing gratitude for the little things our body allows us to do. 
and um, really just being kind to yourself, um, even maybe taking a break from social media, unfollowing things that are kind of triggering you as well is really important even muting people. So I know, especially working with kids, um, unfollowing a friend is can be really, it can cause a lot of drama. So there is the mute option. And so that means you're not going to have their posts pop up on your feed or anything like that. And I really suggest that for people who are trying to set boundaries with things that are making them not feel so great. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I've loved this conversation of getting to really dive into body image and how we view ourselves as athletes and when we're not in season um so I want you to just like shameless plug of your rising strong and how can people connect with you and I saw you do workshops and things online so how can people can can how can they continue to have this conversation outside of just listening to this Okay, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. So on Instagram, it's just um, underscore rising strong. Um, and on Facebook, it's rising strong workshops. And yeah, I do workshops with teens, with individuals, um, with parents as well. So you can reach out on risingstrong.ca or over Instagram. And um, basically what you can find there is a lot of real life. I think social media is super curated lately. And there's not a lot of people talking about stigmatized topics so you can find that there some body image tips talking body image with kids especially and yeah just some fun also a lot of mental health because mental health especially in this past year has um, been really important to talk about and I think that the way we normalize it is just by putting it out there um, and on our own social media so regardless if you have a platform where you talk about certain things or it's just a personal one I think sharing vulnerability on your own page is really something that brings people together and it makes even if it's just one person feel more heard and understood it really you you sometimes don't know the impact of just sharing something personal so that's what I would suggest and my little call to action to everyone awesome I love it and my last question for you is I want to hear your favorite ring at memory or story or something about the sport that you just love um I think it would probably be any nationals um nationals is always just the best time um so I I got a bronze and a silver as a player and then uh a gold as a coach so I don't know I think that if you can yeah I just I love I don't know everything about it <laughs> meeting my best friends really is like my my favorite memory but um I think winning gold as a coach felt a lot more more proud than as an athlete I think because you can really um respect the game and respect um, everything that goes into it. So from the parents putting their time and money into, um, you know, their kids and seeing how proud they are of them is really something that, uh, I loved as a coach. So yeah, I think nationals in general and, and all the people I've met. Awesome. I love to hear it. And I'm hoping we can get back to that sometime in the next little while. And yeah, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us as our podcast guest. I learned a lot and I'm so excited for other people to hear this conversation and see what they take from it. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MB to stay in touch with the Ringette community.